Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Millennials for All. We're back again. I'm here with Nick, Shakira, Gabby, and Ro. Hey, guys. Hi. Hey, friends. Hey. So today we are talking about the election day, which is less than 10 days away now on November 3rd. And we'll just be talking about election voting, voter suppression, and all of the good stuff. So um, I guess I'll just start by asking you guys, how was your experience this year? And have you guys voted yet? I can start. So I sent my ballot off this past week. So I did the um, DC automatically mailed your sent ballots out to registered voters to mail in. And they have drop-off voter mailboxes. Oh, nice. So separate from like the regular UPS mailboxes. Right. These are like specific ballot drop-off boxes. So I sent that in this week. And it was relatively simple. But now I'm like anxiously waiting to see if my status gets updated because it says has not been received yet. And it's supposed to be 24 hours. So I'm like, it's been more than 24 hours. Oh, that's nerve-wracking. I also mailed my ballot in a few weeks ago now. I'm voting in Indiana, so I mailed my ballot in. I thought it was really cool now that they, and maybe they've had this before and I just didn't notice, but the ballot tracker has been pretty cool because I, I, I was able to track where my absentee ballot was when it was on the way You're to me. Awesome. Yeah. So oh, I requested cool. it, yeah, and then I was able to see, okay, they mailed my ballot, then I received my ballot, I sent it, and I'm just, wait, I should actually check, I haven't checked to see if they've received it, but it was a pretty cool process. I was already registered from before, nothing really changed, so that was super easy. This is Gabby. I voted early yesterday. I went in person into our one of the locations. The wait was about 30 minutes. It was a pretty smooth process. I'm really upset because they didn't give out stickers. <laughs> um, and I see everyone posting with their fun little stickers and out like we have nothing to show for it. But, you know, what's important is that we voted. It was really interesting. It was my dad's first time being able to vote um, oh, that's awesome. in an election. Yeah. So um, I sat down with him and like translated all the amendments and what they meant. And that was a fun process just learning what his stance on stuff was and like surprisingly he's a little liberal nugget and I'm very <laughs> very very I was like trying so hard I'm like okay I'm going to explain these I'm not going to be biased I'm just going to explain yeah. what it is and what it means you vote and do what you want to do and for like most of the stuff we agreed like we shared the same opinion so yeah uh, it was a it was a fun process this year I also voted a long like a couple weeks ago i voted in virginia which is the first time that i got to do that i like registered here and everything this year and it was a really seamless process for me although i'm checking <laughs> that's why i put myself on mute and i wasn't talking because I, I was trying to check my ballot location and they say that they haven't received it yet and it's been several weeks that i sent it so i'm like concerned about that all of a sudden <laughs> Yeah. The same boat, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm like, because it's too late to mail it in again, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or like try to request a new ballot. DC said you would receive your ballot the first week of October, and I only received mine last week. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so they may just be like behind on processing all the 
mail in yeah. ballots coming in this year. Mm-hmm. And then, been, ironically, I received out. my voter registration card and like ballot information two days ago. So I received it after <laughs> I received the ballot. <laughs> I was registered my old address, and then when I, which was still a DC address. But then I, when I moved, I updated my license and they're like, oh, you don't have to re-register again or submit anything. You'll mm-hmm. automatically get your, to your new address. So I did not, ha- I had to call the DM, the DMV. Then I had to call the DC like voter office. And they were like, no, we don't have a record of that. That doesn't automatically happen. <laughs> and I'm like, that's what I was told. And they're like, just email us. They were actually that's very good. responsive. They were like, email us your address and they're like, change in information so we can update it for you it's, it's interesting that there's like so many different information there. yeah um yeah and what seemingly should be an easy process becomes complicated like i feel like they're trying so hard to make sure we have access to everything that we need in order to vote but it's it's so overwhelming i'm california and i did receive my ballot in the mail first week of October and I haven't yet submitted mine so that's on my to-do list. I don't know if you guys have been following any of your local local elections but any interesting local elections in your guys's areas? So I know for me in Indiana in my district my congresswoman she was an incumbent Republican for like years for as long as I've lived there at least Uh, She's been our congresswoman, and she finally retired. And so that seat was totally up for grabs for anyone. Like, it was an open seat. And I was trying to convince so many people I knew to run for that seat. But now that seat may flip to a blue seat because there is a Democratic candidate, Christina Hale. It's going to be a close race. And I think the winner will win by a few hundred votes because it's a very tight race for like a conservative Indiana County. It's a seat that everyone has their eye on now. So I wanted to talk a little bit about voting, why voting is important, especially for local elections, because it's very easy to feel demotivated to vote for the presidential election. I 100% feel that I was not motivated to vote for the presidential election. And it's understandable. You know, you have two candidates and a lot of people feel like nothing is going to fundamentally change. And again, we have the Electoral College. I know Indiana is going to be red on Tuesday night, 100%. (laughs) We're going to turn red, even if I vote for Biden, which I did. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day, because when you look at the Electoral College, Indiana is going to turn red. Trump is going to get all those electoral votes. So that can be demotivating to go and vote for. But local elections are very important. And those elections, typically folks win by few hundred, few thousand votes. And that's where your vote really matters. Local politicians impact laws in your district the most, which is why it's important to go vote. But yeah, I'm excited for that race in particular in my county. And it's definitely a tight race. So I've been encouraging my friends and family to go vote for that reason. Like, hey, let's look at the local elections. Let's see who's running for school board. We have some 
really cool folks running for the state senate and those races matter but it's hard to keep track of i think our country as a whole does a really bad job of explaining why people should vote in their local elections or their primaries and why beyond the presidential ticket why those other offices races matter, matter. Yeah. yeah i couldn't think of the word and so people just focus on the presidential election not realizing how these local elections affect you more directly than any other than the presidential election i agree with the importance of paying attention to local politics and local races we have a good race right now with our senator seat and toil seat there's Senator Bill Cassidy, who's the incumbent, he's a Republican, and there's a current mayor of Shreveport, Louisiana, who's running against him as a Democrat. They're saying right now that there'll probably have to be a runoff between the two, just based on popularity. So that's really interesting and cool. But something that has been more important recently is our constitutional amendments that are up. And the very first one is the one that everyone's been talking about. It is stated as, do you support an amendment declaring that to protect human life, a right to abortion and the funding of abortion shall not be found in the Louisiana Constitution. It's kind of confusing, but like essentially what they want to do with this amendment is add in to the Louisiana Constitution that no one has a right to abortion under any circumstances. And that has been a super hot topic around like there's signs everywhere with like vote no or vote yes obviously that's like a huge deal because if it passes then like even if someone were to be raped or someone were to just have an unwanted pregnancy there's no way that they could have an abortion there's just no special circumstances that are allowed for me personally i find that pretty threatening to women i'm really nervous about that one yeah that's pretty crazy presidential i'm like definitely nervous about the presidential race definitely um, interested in the senatorial race, but the most important thing to me is this amendment number one that's trying to be yeah. passed. Imagine if you didn't even know, like if someone goes into voting and they see that, like they don't realize it's up for voting and they're like, do you vote for amendment one? Yes or no? And you don't and know what it is. super weird. Yeah. Yeah. Super My weird. Like, do you think they make it that like hard to understand like the questions they or the, um, the way they word the amendments on the ballots so that people have a hard time understanding vote the way they want or just select a bubble. Because I find that like, although what was on DC's amendments wasn't super controversial in my opinion, it was also worded. Like I had to read it several times to understand what it was asking. And so I wonder who like yeah. the voter received things complicated so that people don't understand i think that yeah that's a huge issue is that like for people who are not informed before they get their ballot like when they're looking at the ballot itself there's so many things that are on there so many people in front of them that they don't know their complex i guess history and what they've done why they deserve to be in that office people still vote on those issues right which is concerning and sometimes people use just the wording on the actual ballot itself to make their decisions so like gabby for instance when I was voting, I I actually looked up a, a voter guide, Ballotpedia or something, to help me like understand the larger context of what was on my ballot. In particular, there is an amendment that we're also seeing as kind of problematic in Arlington. And it's about, I guess, like redistricting and who gets the power to draw the lines for the districts, you know, in Virginia. Amendment essentially is trying to give that power to politicians, which is problematic because politicians drawing lines about who gets to vote for them. I mean, obviously, that sounds biased, right? But the way that the amendment was written and described in the ballot itself was problematic because it didn't phrase it very objectively. That's what some people are saying, at least. And so it's been challenged. And I think someone's trying to sue 
because of the way that it was misleading in how it was written. But I wouldn't have known that, you know, if I hadn't like gone out of my way, if I didn't have the, I guess, special, I guess in, in some ways it is a privilege to be able to vote by mail and have the time to sit there on my phone looking up, yeah, you know, like, what does this really mean? You know, and so I ended up voting no on that. Yeah, no, I was going to say, like, I looked up so many people this time because I was voting absentee. So I had all the names in front of me, right? So it's like before I bubbled in, like for school board and judges and I I had no idea who these people were. So I had to like go online. I was like on Ballotpedia. I was on Googling people's names. If I had just gone to the polls, not knowing who was on my ballot, I would have bubbled in random things. And I think that's what happens a lot of time is that you're so focused on, let's say, probably president, of course, senator, and like congressperson. I agree, not only because I, you know, I just suspect that people do that, but also because in the past, in different elections, I did that where I kind of just like yeah, doubled in down my party lines. That. And then like, I briefly read <laughs> some of the, <laughs> I, I guess, names or something. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll vote for that. You know, or like this or person is an incumbent. This... So like, why wouldn't I vote for them? Or something yeah, or like this like person's that. name sounds like they might be a person <laughs> of color. By God, so... <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, it's so cool. No, I, I definitely did the same thing. So thank you, Nick, for being the first one. <laughs> I know, Harry, you mentioned Ballotpedia. I also mentioned it, filling up my ballot. But what are some of the resources that you guys use to help inform yourselves about like local elections, whether it be like right before you're about to vote or if it's just, mm -hmm. I don't know, keeping up in general? I've used vote411.org before. Basically what I do is I try to find names of people first because I don't even know a lot of what's up for an election. So I look up everything that's on the ballot using Ballotpedia or Vote411, find names of people, and then I just have a Googling session where I sit down and I Google these people's names. Some of them will have websites, some of them won't have websites, and I'll just try to figure out like who they are. But that's my routine. <laughs> I was just going to add that vote.org is a pretty good site because you can look up your individual state and then you're also your local board of elections website will have voter information. This year, though, was interesting because there was a lot of voting information on Instagram, which I was surprised by. So I went to Louisiana Secretary of State's website and printed out some sample ballots so that I knew like what was on like the most up-to-date ballot and then I did research from there and that's how I found out about the whole Adrian Perkins versus Bill Cassidy thing. Thanks for providing those. I haven't really looked into it really for for um, for my county and I've been away from what's happening locally because you know I was in I was in DC and then just recently moved out here in Southern California and so honestly I think my sentiments it might be similar to other people and that is just so overwhelming with so much information this time it's different from last or last election really in that like I've now been getting so many text messages about like voting yes voting no for like different propositions but it's like it's, again there's like no context behind it so I'm like forced to just be like okay I really do need to do my research and like really understand who like these people are because like some of these people I've never heard of before and also too like these propositions like I don't really know the context to it and also too I don't know about you guys but like I remember when I first voted, it felt like a test. And so I was just thinking, like, are we allowed to bring, like, notes and stuff on, like, our, our ballot book? Yes. 
You are. Yeah, we are. It is a test, bro. Like, I think it's a test of your, mm-hmm. I feel like it's almost like a, a hidden test of your intelligence, but not even because we're all intelligent. Mm-hmm. It's no, it's not telling that we can't read it, but like, I to, don't how difficult they make it, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, it's not relatable to your average person. Like, the language they use and the way they do things are so complicated. And then it varies from state to state. So, from what you, it will sing to oh my god it's misinformation out there not on purpose but because you might hear something from one friend and it might be right for them but wrong for you and, you, and then you go and do something wrong and you didn't even know so this kind of leads into what i wanted to talk about next i don't think that you can talk about gotv efforts or getting out the vote uh, without also addressing voter suppression and Voter suppression is basically an attempt to prevent specific groups of people from voting, but this country has had such a intense history with voter suppression and making sure certain people don't make it to the polls. And then even today, not only are certain groups of people traumatized or hesitant from because of history to show up to vote, but they're purposely kept away by a lot of different things, whether it's restrictive voter ID laws, voter purging, gerrymandering, all these things that are happening today to prevent voters from coming to the polls. So yeah, so I thought we could just talk a little bit about voter suppression and like, what are some ways that we see voter suppression happening today? All these lines, like you hear people waiting for four hours, like who has that time? Yeah. Also just like short return deadlines on absentee ballots or like cuts on early voting. Like, oh, you can only early vote from this date to this this date. And even just voter registration in general can be suppressing. Um, Some states have pretty insane voter registration laws. And a lot of states don't even provide same day registration. So... There's all these like little laws in place that we kind of just accept as the way it works, but they're actually working to prevent folks from voting or making it more difficult or not counting their vote. But I also think that, I mean, aside from maybe like the the legislator, like the legal uh, barriers to voting, there are some social barriers to voting that get created and maybe exacerbated by the way that people in power talk about them. Uh, I think in particular, I'm talking about Trump and how he speaks about uh, mail-in ballots in general and his concerns about fraud, which are completely yeah. unsubstantiated. But I think just by him talking about that, it, it's an attempt to, to try to stop or attenuate the number of mail-in ballots in general and to fuel a type of voter suppression very much so. Um, yeah, that he's concerned about. I think it's pretty. Like, it's kind of well known that I don't know, the the more accessible we make voting, the less chance he has of getting reelected. So you know, it kind of makes sense from that standpoint that he would want to suppress that type of vote. Yeah, voter fraud is a huge Republican talking point. Talking point, and I feel like they've used it to justify voter suppression. It's like, oh, we're doing all this to prevent voter fraud, and I saw this statistic let me see if I can find it um I was reading this article and first of all voter fraud is virtually non-existent it is very rare 
that it happens. I think in 2016, there was four cases of voter fraud, like four votes that were voter fraud cases. Yeah. Oh, yeah, here it is. More than 70% of Republicans and Republican-leaning adults said voter fraud is a major problem. And it also said majority of Americans, 52%, believe mail-in voting fraud an issue. So here you have this like non-existent issue that has that the public now thinks is a huge issue just because of the way certain politicians like have talked about it. And it's interesting because it pulls attention away from, you know, more pressing types of suppression to the vote, like interference from foreign parties, (laughs) which is what I'm thinking of as being a pretty big issue, or even just local people trying to, I don't know, sow seeds of distrust. Well, there's Trump telling people to uh, make sure you watch your election poll workers. Yeah. Yeah. We've we've seen a lot of voter intimidation. intimidation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who was it that turned away um, a voter at the poll because he was wearing a Black Lives Matters t-shirt? Oh, yeah. I was in, I was in Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. It was somewhere. Like, so Sarah mentioned like... um, certain groups of people being affected the most. And we know from statistics and even, like, anecdotally, the people who are affected most by voter suppression and lack of voting options are under-resourced neighborhoods, neighborhoods that are predominantly of color, where we yeah, see, like, there's no communities. Yeah. Mm-hmm, there's not enough election Options, especially during COVID, like a lot and of COVID, yeah. voting centers are closed, but only in certain neighborhoods or yeah, the lack or... of delays in mails and getting your ballot. Right. And like so a lot the... of other issues that Trump is not focusing on and politicians are not focusing on because it doesn't affect many of their constituents or who they know will vote for them, I think, in my opinion. So what's their rebuttal of saying that voter suppression is a myth or like are they saying that yeah that's the thing they're saying that it's not voter suppression we're just introducing these laws to prevent voter fraud because voter fraud is this huge problem when in reality voter fraud doesn't really exist and i think there's another issue at play too is just in general people in power will always they kind of come up with like this idea that they're, they're trying to preserve, like, the purity of the electorate, right? Or, like, they basically don't trust the people to vote. <laughs> to and, vote, like, I mean, that's... The, yeah, the interests of themselves are, you know... The, yeah, I mean, that's why voters are suppressed, right? Because politicians want to remain in power and maintain their partisan control. That's why they gerrymander and, like, make sure certain... And try to dilute the BIPOC community votes so that, like, Yeah, so gerrymandering is redistricting basically groups of minority voters into like as few districts as possible. So it's like diluting the urban and minority areas. So they'll redraw lines for districts to separate BIPOC communities so that they become a minority in the district when they go vote. Thanks. I think so everyone has like a basic understanding of what that is. There's so many different terms out there. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like while voting is important and we should go vote, especially for our local elections, it's also important to 
one realize that in this country right now, voting is definitely a privilege. Work doesn't just stop at voting. We also need to be make sure that we are advocating for and pushing our politicians to change a lot of these laws that are enabling voter suppression. I think one of the, the biggest steps in the right direction was allowing, so, and it's like state by state, allowing people with criminal records yeah, to vote. Agreed. I also want to go back to like the communities that are often depressed the most when it comes to voting. I didn't really see that there's a lot of um, material out there for folks who don't have English as their first language when it comes to like researching about the ballots and like really understanding what's on there. I feel like that's also a form of voter suppression, although it might mm-hmm. not be like intentional, but Definitely intentional. In, in terms of like yeah. politics, <laughs> politicians. Well, I mean, it's pe- on people's top, like, top of mind to do but they're not they're not it's not a priority to fund it either right and therefore it's intentional because yeah if it doesn't affect you then why would you bother doing it yeah yeah this is really interesting because <laughs> it just made me think about my own county which is pretty diverse i think one of the biggest like takeaways though for this is that I, just from like reading on social media and looking at different blogs A lot of people of color, especially Black people, think their vote doesn't count. And I think there's a lot of misinformation out there about the effects of the Electoral College versus the popular vote. And I think they wouldn't be trying so hard to suppress people of color's votes if it didn't matter. And that's why it's so important to get out and vote and make sure, Mm -hmm. like, even if you don't care for either particular candidate, that it's more than just the presidency. It's all of your local elections that matter, too. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot more on the ballot. And I will definitely leave leave some articles I read just on the history of voter suppression. And there's a number and what that you can call if you feel like your vote is being suppressed or you witness voter intimidation. It's from Election Protection 866 Our Vote. And it works for every state. Okay, guys. Well, thank you. This was a great convo to everyone listening. Thanks for listening as always. We'll have a bunch of links and resources in the description. So make sure you go vote. If you have any questions, you can always reach out to us on our Instagram at Millennials for All. Um, And yeah, thanks for listening. Thank you guys for joining today. Thank you. Thanks. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Vote for Biden. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You know what's wild to me? This is the oldest presidential election in history. Dude, yeah. Like, how old did this happen? We got sent back so many years. (laughs) Two old ass white men. Like, so old. (laughs) One of my.